Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Being Whole podcast with me, Dr. Cassandra LeClaire. Today, I am here to talk you through a few of the principles that I'm outlining in my workshop this week. And I actually want to do this by telling you how I lean on these things for myself and um, give you some insight about what that looks like. So I'm kind of an open book. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm very open about my feelings. But the thing that is important for me to say is that when I'm going through something difficult, I really don't talk about it until I'm ready. I might have a few close friends that I'll tell something about. Um, but I really am a person who internally processes, and so I need to think and really go through my own emotions, maybe talk to a few people, and then release it before I'm really ready to put it out there. And sometimes when we're coping with big things or grieving or experiencing difficulty, we tend to numb out or mask our feelings because we don't know any other way to do it. And a lot of times this can happen without us even realizing it. We maybe think we're moving through things because we're occasionally sad or randomly stressed out, but we're not really understanding how frequently we're also pushing some of our emotions aside. And obviously, we still have to go on about our daily lives and get through things. So a certain amount of, you know, managing our emotions and not digging into every single feeling at the moment it's happening, some of that's normal, right? And what we're supposed to do. But I'm here really talking about all of the ways that we show up differently when we are stressed or when we are in a crisis or when we have something really difficult to manage. And one of the things that has happened for me over the last several years is I've taught more about, you know, some of the work that I do in my Texas State classes and I've taught more about moving through some of these things is really the difference for me between me a few years ago and now isn't necessarily that I'm doing anything differently in terms of how I manage things, but it's that I'm more aware of what's happening and I can stop some of my old coping mechanisms or patterns when maybe they're not coming out in a way that I want them to, or I'm doing them as a means to avoid what I really need to work through. So for example, this last week, we lost my beloved dog, Jack, and Jack has been my sidekick and my companion and my protector for 11 years. And shortly after we got Jack, I actually became very, very sick. And he was, again, my protector. He is the entity, the being, the person, the thing that was there constantly for myself, for my kids. And he would lay on the bed next to me. And if the kids got too loud. He would try to make them be quiet when I was sleeping. And he also helped them have some stability when I was sick and they didn't know what was going to be happening with me. So having a person or a thing, a pet, an entity, someone, something that is there for you, that is your source of stability, that is comforting you, sometimes we don't see the ways that we need that across other areas. And especially if it's something that's been embedded and and present for you. So Jack always knew when we needed him, he'd come cuddle up to us and he wouldn't even try to get us to pet him. He would just lay by you and try to take away your pain. And I think that, you know, for most of us, that's what we really want is we want someone, something to take away our pain because a lot of times we don't know what to do with it. And we just know that we want to have less hurt. So This was a really big week for me to understand the ways that some of my previous coping mechanisms 
come into play. It was a big space for me to recognize how I can move through some grief and pain and kind of numb out a little, but I need to also recognize when to stop those behaviors and understand when it's preventing me from moving through feelings or scenarios that I actually need to address. So sometimes this happens for us across different spaces. We have unexpected scenarios, we have stress, we have things that come up in our schedule, we have loss, we have grief. And sometimes it's just a general feeling of what else is going on in the world that we're not sure how to make sense of or come to terms with. So what this has shown me again is that I really have grown in my awareness and understanding of how I show up, not only for other people, but for myself. And it's also helped me realize the spaces where throughout my life I have numbed out and distracted and I have definite patterns of how I do that. So today, again, I want to share a few of those things with you, not so you can feel shame for yourself if you do these things, not because I'm out here trying to out myself on everything that I do, but more so we can start to have an open conversation about the ways that sometimes we push aside pain thinking that it's the better choice. But we also sometimes need to look at our other choices and see if maybe they're hurting us in different ways. So some of my coping mechanisms, you know, came out very hard and were very present to me. So one of the things that I did immediately after Jack passed away is I threw myself into work. And work is a huge coping mechanism for me. If I get things done, I have a higher sense of self-worth. I feel like I'm doing something valuable. And again, a lot of this goes back to my childhood and my abuse. I wanted to achieve things to get external validation so that I could feel good about myself. So it is a go-to coping mechanism for me to go get something done to feel good about myself. But then also understanding why am I seeking that in this moment when I also just need to grieve or be sad. Okay, another one of my huge coping mechanisms is eating my feelings, okay? And my feelings like sugar and carbs. And one of the things that I tend to do is just numb out on those things. And I'm not saying, okay, have a cookie and then feel guilt about it. I'm saying when that's something I'm turning to as a result of not wanting to feel what's really going inside, what's really going on inside. And for me, this also dates back to my childhood. When I would have really bad days with my abuse, one of the things that I would do is I would sneak candy. I would go and I would just eat little Reese's peanut butter cup after Reese's peanut butter cup and try to forget about what else was going on. But then what would happen is I would feel shame for the fact that I was eating those things. So engaging in some of these behaviors was a way for me to feel shame or to feel sadness or grief or what have you toward myself because that was easier for me to understand and control as opposed to looking at the situation that maybe there was something I couldn't do anything about or I felt I couldn't do anything about. So again, understanding that these go-to patterns aren't inherently bad within themselves, but why are you going to them and what is an alternative that could also help you? Another thing that I do is I spend money. I go on shopping sprees for things that I don't need and I numb out that way. That's also a trigger from my childhood. Okay, It's also a trigger for my financial fears and things that I worry about. So I am voluntarily numbing out, choosing to do these things, and then putting myself in a cycle where I feel shame or feel guilt or I blame myself because that space 
feels better to me than being sad, angry, or upset about something else. So really working to understand that I'm putting myself in a space where I feel bad about something else because I'm avoiding what I really need to look at. And again, some of these behaviors, maybe they're not so bad on their own, right? I'm not telling you any of this so you can sit here and think about all the ways that you do things and feel shame on some of your own behaviors. I'm doing this so we can bring some awareness and have this conversation and really draw attention to the fact that these are things that a lot of us do in our daily lives. There are ways that we rely on our coping mechanisms because we haven't always understood the ways to process our emotions and move through things or to move through pain. So we pick up other things to distract us. We pick up other things to numb out and we don't necessarily know how to release the pain or the things that we're feeling. So for me, this has been a huge process of really becoming aware of my own patterns, really understanding, okay, what are the things that are valuable to me? What are the things that are helpful to me? And also recognizing, oh, okay, you're over here on Amazon, but what you really need to do is just go cry and be sad because you don't need this other thing. You need to process your emotions. And again, not to bring shame to those behaviors, but to recognize when you're doing them as opposed to doing something else. And sometimes that's okay, right? Sometimes we need a distraction or we can't dig into that feeling at the moment. But where are you allowing yourself to go back to that? When are you ever bringing your awareness back to that space where maybe you have numbed out on or where maybe it doesn't feel comfortable? And again, I'm not trying to push you to get there. We all have traumatic events in our lives and crises or stress or scenarios. And it is up to each of us to determine what we can handle and when we can move through things. I simply want us to continue to have a conversation about the ways that we can bring continued awareness and looking at the ways that it changes our emotional reactivity. It changes the ways that we show up not only for ourselves, but we show up for other people personally and professionally and looking at our relationships and looking at where are the spaces where we do feel safe to open up, where are the spaces where we feel safe to have our emotions. And so over the last few years doing this work personally and professionally, it's really allowed me to also understand when I've stayed in relationships that are not healthy for me. It's, a, it's enabled me to look a little bit more rationally at some of my choices and understand that I am engaging in behaviors as a way to make another situation okay, or as a way to maybe appease somebody else's feelings or when I don't feel like I have strong internal boundaries and I do something else, you know, looking at all of those things honestly for myself and what, what spaces am I keeping myself in? How am I harming myself by not actually addressing the thing that I need to address? So again, these are things that I've studied and taught about for decades, but it's really more about how are we going to do the work to go forward and heal ourselves and become more aware of these things so that our relationships in every area are different? How are we going to work to understand that we can create better patterns for ourselves and have different coping mechanisms that maybe aren't unhealthy? So again, that continued awareness to the fact that this is a daily practice. And for me, this is something that I have to work on. It is very easy for your body to fall back into the habit of wherever you are. Your brain gets comfortable. Your body gets comfortable. So for me, my base level, my base level nervous system is fight or flight. I always feel that. 
So I have to do work because my nervous system is conditioned to feel that way. And my brain wants to go there because that's where it feels comfortable. So really practicing these things and having that self-awareness to recognize when my brain and my body think they're keeping me safe, but instead it's just I'm not in my conscious mind. I'm letting that autopilot take over. So looking at yourself in the present and seeing what's really impacting you. And again, not so you can feel shame or beat yourself up about it. This weekend, I absolutely watched more TV than I normally do. I ate more sugar than I would like. I spent more money than I normally do. And again, I did all of these things because subconsciously, that felt like easier for me than to go through and really sit and think about what it means that I no longer have my pet or what it means that I'm stressed about X, Y, or Z. So really being able to look at those patterns and be like, okay, Cassandra, yep, that's what you're doing right now. And instead of being upset with myself, being really proud that I'm recognizing it before it gets too out of control or recognizing that, okay, yep, that's what this is. And that's okay because maybe right now I need to be gentle on myself. So maybe right now watching every episode of the Kardashians with my daughter is what I need to do. You know, or maybe right now I do want to go buy myself something pretty, whatever it is, but acknowledging why you're doing that and understanding where that shows up. So this is a work in progress for me. This is something that I have to do every single day. You know, I'm giving a workshop on Thursday where I'm going to talk about the aligned action method. And what that is, is it's really my own understanding of how I had to look at my patterns and I had to understand that there's negativity and uncertainty and things in the world. And I can't always rely on other people, but I can rely on myself. So looking at the ways that you can show up for yourself differently, having conversations with other people who are doing this work too. I'm a very complicated person and I'm guessing you are too. I don't ever feel one thing at any one time. I feel all the things at the same time and usually very, very deeply. So for me, again, it's understanding what emotions am I privileging? What emotions am I pushing aside? Where are the spaces that I can create healthier coping mechanisms for myself so that I'm not numbing out and then needing three days to go cry about something because I wasn't processing it continually as I went? And again, what does this really look like for you? Where are your coping mechanisms? And reminding yourself to take that space to feel and to release and to breathe. And, you know, also understanding that letting go and really feeling your emotions is difficult. Hey, I have no idea why anyone thinks that it is easy to show emotions or that it makes you weak. Showing your emotions is so hard and it makes you really, really strong. How easy is it to admit that you feel sad or broken or alone? So instead of feeling shame for those things, I really want us to start celebrating the multitude of our emotions. We need space to communicate these things, but we also need spaces for our communication to be received. And so often that's why we numb out is because we're worried about what other people might think or worried if we admit that we're breaking, that somebody will think that we're just a mess. You know, there's all sorts of other fears going on here too, in addition to the fear of really feeling our own feelings. So this space for me that we've created with the podcast and some of the other things I'm doing that is the space that I want to keep going forward on. It's about these continued conversations. What are the new ways that we can manage things? What are the new ways that we can help each other? What are the new understandings that we can have for ourselves so that we can go forward as a representative of who we really want to be? So what this all looks like for me is a work in progress. As I said, 
I am working on different steps. I employ different tools and tricks. And so I'd love for you to join me on Thursday. It's a free workshop. It's called, um, we're going to talk about aligned action. And what that really is, is looking at the ways that you can manage whatever is going on in your life and still find spaces to show up as yourself, spaces that feel safe. So I'm going to talk to you about some of the methods that I use to get there. You know, and this is about we have different things that we need to employ in our relationships. We need to set better boundaries. We have to learn how to work through conflict. We can all be better listeners. We can have more self-awareness. So we know all of those things, but really getting it into practice each day, understanding what that feels like in our bodies, understanding what that looks like, so that then when you have bigger emotional spaces that happen or when you have events that are really difficult for you, you have a multitude of tools and tricks that you already are relying on every single day and that you can then rely on those to help you get through some of those more difficult spaces. So we're going to talk about having that awareness. We're going to talk about acknowledging things. We're going to talk about integrating them into our experiences and then really releasing them so that you can start having patterns that don't make you feel shame so that you can start moving through things in a way that it's not always going to be easy, but at least you'll have a greater understanding of what that really looks like for you. So again, thank you so much for being here in this space with me. Thank you for allowing me to share pieces of my story. Thank you for being so welcoming to every guest I've ever had on this show. If there are things that come up for you or topics or areas of interest that you'd like to see us dig into, please send me a message on social media or send me an email. I love hearing from you. If there are guests or things where you're like, hey, I think this person would be great or I'd love to know more about this, get in touch with me and let me know. This is a space that we're creating together to really understand what does that look like if we could show up as authentically ourselves? What does that look like when we feel seen, heard, and valued? And I'm not here because I have all of the answers for what it looks like for you, but I am here to continue the conversation so that we can figure it out together. So thank you again for all that you've done for me. I'm so grateful to you. Please go to CassandraLeClaire.com forward slash unlock and sign up for my free workshop on Thursday. If you can't make it, no big deal. I'll send you the replay. And again, let me know how I can help make this space somewhere that you're excited to join. Have a good day. Bye-bye.